This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. This is the final Sunday of 2018. And it's the Sunday between Christmas and New Year's. And we had our first snow last night, right? So I want you guys to look around the room. Just go ahead, look around the room at these people. These are the people that will actually be in heaven, okay? Because you guys actually came to church today. I was fully prepared to preach this to my wife and the rest of the seats today, okay? <laughs> I was fully prepared for that, but I just want to thank you guys for joining us. I took a video last night and sent it to my family in Tennessee of all the snowfall in the parking lot, and it was empty, and I go, yep, this is what it's going to look like in the morning, too. <laughs> but you guys are here, and I love that, and it's awesome that, that Central is part of your routine and part of your life, and it's just, it's so great. So um, it's the top of the year on Tuesday, right? It's New Year's Day on Tuesday, and so now is the time of year, now is the season when everyone kind of approaches it as like a new blank slate, right? Like there's, new, there's this new lease on life. It's the top of the year. It's a fresh start for all kinds of different areas in our lives, right? And everybody's making resolutions, Right? They're trying to make some, some major changes in our trajectory. We're saying, all right, last year it kind of fell off the wagon in this area, that area, and the other. And so now it's time to be resolute. I'm going to, to redo this. I'm going to come back at it. Or um, it's a time for us to sort of potentially reprioritize our time and reprioritize our commitments, reprioritize our finances, uh, reprioritize our life. Right? It's the top of the year. We're like, okay. 2019, this is the year. This is when I'm going to kick that or I'm going to add this or whatever. It's a time for us to set goals for the next 365 days, right? I mean, this is sort of the language that's, that's going on in our culture all around us. And many of us at this time of year, this is our favorite time of year to jump on bandwagons, right? We don't like to admit it, but, but that's the truth. Many of us, we, we jump on bandwagons, like we're going to do this health craze this year. It's going to be great. I'm like never going to eat carbs ever again, ever. It's going to be awesome. Or we jump on, you know, that diet or meal plan or this parenting method that happens to be brand new from the ancient Near East, which is like, that's an oxymoron all in of itself, but it's this brand new technology. It's, it's like the, 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 the new and improved connect guide, right? Same idea. Or, or we're going to get on that Bible reading plan, and the list goes on and on and on, and then come March, January, February, come, come February, March, April, it's... That's old news, and we'll, we'll, we'll circle back around in, in January. But today, what I want to do is I want to talk about something a little deeper. I want to talk about uh, something that sort of alters our trajectory moving forward, not necessarily for the next 365 days, but moving forward, right? It alters our trajectory. I want to talk about personal vision. I want to talk about a vision that we need to have for ourselves, sort of a guiding principle that guides us as individuals on our own faith journey, on our own life journey. And so it goes deeper than a resolution or a goal. This is talking like altering our trajectory, altering the direction that we are traveling. It's about, it's about focusing on an end game, having a long view, focusing on the end game, and then reverse engineering it saying, okay, how can I accomplish that? How can I be the person that God's called me to be? How can I do the things that God has called me to do? How can I arrive where I feel like God has called me 
to arrive and then looking back saying, okay, well, how do I explain that? How do I define that? How do I live that? How do I make that happen? And so I want to spend a few minutes just kind of talking about that. We're going to look at a passage out of Habakkuk. Habakkuk. It's like one of my favorite books in the Bible to say Habakkuk. I feel like I'm like Habakkuk, you know. Um, Maybe not. Uh, We're going to look at a passage out of Habakkuk and then um, take some personal vision out of that. So let's pray together. God, thank you so much uh, for this morning. Thank you for that awesome time that we get to spend just worshiping together. Thank you for the time that we get to spend uh, just hanging out with one another, experiencing community together. And God, as we open your word, I pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to illuminate these, these passages, that you would make them come alive to us, that they would be real, and they would, there would be a, a, a tangible takeaway from what you have for us today, that we can apply it to our lives and we can leave encouraged, challenged, and changed. God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. So, uh, in the Old Testament, which is like the first part of your Bible that you have, like the, the, really like the first two-thirds almost, it's from Genesis to Malachi. So there, there, in the Old Testament, there are these types of writings uh, that that's, it's, it's, they're the prophets, and there's these minor prophets and major prophets, and they, they're basically, they were a way of God communicating to humanity for a time period. And so as, as, as these prophets are communicating a style that they used oftentimes to communicate God's voice to the people is they would write in this like dialogue conversation style, right? So they would write a a, a letter that would be read to churches and read in synagogues and read around. And they would write a letter as like, you know, if I was prophet uh, Sam from MH, right? I would write a letter of me having a conversation with God, It was very conversational, their writing style a lot of times. And so I would ask God questions, like, God, why is it that Die Hard is considered a Christmas movie? And then God would write back in my writing and answer me, right? And that's sort of how the dialogue goes in these prophet books. And so the same is true in Habakkuk, where we're uh, pulling our passage from today. And so in Habakkuk, it's a conversation between Habakkuk and God. And God is voice, or Habakkuk is voicing concerns of the people. And then he writes as if God is responding to the concerns of the people. And that's sort of the flow of chapters one and two, where we're going to spend our time this morning. And so Habakkuk is voicing his frustrations in chapter one to God. He's saying, he's, he's upset because the Babylonians are successful on their conquests. And the Babylonians are a pagan people who have a different God than Yahweh and, and, and all this stuff, and they're being super successful in their conquests. They're taking people over. They're victorious in their battles. It's, from all intents and purposes of, of Habakkuk, they're succeeding. They're living their best life now, right? And he's like, not cool, God, not cool. And so he's voicing his frustrations, voicing his concerns, and, and, and coming at God like that. And so that's where we pick up. We pick up at the very beginning of chapter 2, where Habakkuk sort of gives a little bit of resolve of like, okay, I'm, I'm upset about this. This is a bummer. This is what's going on. But this is what I'm going to do. And then we're going to look at the first verse where God begins to respond to Habakkuk. And the first thing he tells him to do, because I feel like we can have a takeaway from this sort of situation. And so Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, says this. It'll be up on the screen for you as well. But it says this. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. And so this is sort of Habakkuk at the end of his sort of complaint and petition to God. He's saying, here's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to stand, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait on the ramparts, and I'm going to see what God tells me to do, and I'm going to be ready for what God tells me to do. And then, in verse 2, the Lord begins to answer, where he answers the rest of chapter 2. But the very first verse that, that God comes back at him with, he says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. And so you look at this and you're like, uh, okay, whatever. I'll break that part down in a second. But first, I want to look at how Habakkuk sets himself up to hear from God, right? So he's, he's making these complaints. He's making these petitions to God. And he says, you know, this all this stuff's going on. And then he says, I will stand at my watch, when Habakkuk is saying here, when he's saying, I will stand at my watch, essentially what he's saying, he's saying, I will be attentive to what God is doing. I've come at God and I've said, I'm upset about this. I'm perplexed about that. I want to see this happen. Why is that happening? And Habakkuk rounds up his whole complaint session and his whole petition to God. And he says, listen, I'm going to stand my watch. I'm going to pay attention to what God is doing here. I'm going to shift my focus to be keenly aware of God moving and God working. I'm going to make myself ready to be receptive to what God has and what God is going to say and what God is going to do. I'm going to pay attention to what God is doing in me and through me and around me. I'm going to stand my watch. I'm going to be ready to see what God does here. And then he says this, and, and station myself on the ramparts. When I read this, I was like, ramparts, ramparts. Where have I heard that word before? Where have you guys heard that word before? Right, the Star Spangled Banner. And I was like, whoa, I never knew what that meant. Ramparts are essentially just like a tower on a wall, right? It's like a lookout tower. Be honest, how many of you guys knew that? That it was a lookout tower on a wall? Okay, like eight of you. The rest of us, what, what have we been singing our whole life? What did we think it meant? I thought it meant like the streaks of the bombs or something. It was like, the ramparts we watched, we're so gallantly streaming. I was like, oh, it's like the, the smoke from the bombs fly. I, I had no no idea what that meant. But he says, I, and station myself on the ramparts, on the towers, on the elevated place. So essentially, Habakkuk starts off saying, I'm going to be laser focused on what God is doing around me. I'm going to open my eyes to see what is God doing here, around here. And I'm going to elevate myself to a higher place than where I can rise above the noise. Right? I can set myself apart and rise above the noise and say, what is God doing here? I need to silence some of the junk that could potentially distract me. He says, I'm going to elevate myself to a higher place to focus on God. My focus and my attention is going to be on higher things. I'm not going to be distracted and, and deterred by all the junk that's going on around me. I want to hear from God. I want to hear what God has for me. And so I'm going to focus. I'm going to rise above the junk. And then he says, and I will look and see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give his complaint. And he goes on and talks about how there's a specific time that God is going to give me an answer and all these things. And so essentially what I think he's saying here is patience. He's saying, listen, I'm going to be laser focused. I'm going to pay attention to what's going on. I'm going to, I'm going to look for God working in, through, and around me. And in that process, I'm going to set my sights on higher things. I'm going to elevate myself above the noise. Yeah, I'm going to look for God, but I'm not going to allow myself to get distracted by all the other stuff that's going around around me. And then he says, I'm going to wait. See, sometimes we got to wait on God to answer. Sometimes we got to wait on God to respond. Sometimes we got to wait on God to deliver. And oftentimes he's working in our waiting. It's not just a waste. We're not just killing time and biding time and just kind of sitting there. Because if you are, potentially you're missing the whole point. 
We need to be in active pursuit in our waiting, in the waiting process. And so Habakkuk says, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to stand watch. I'm going to elevate myself on the towers, on the ramparts. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to set my sights and, and thoughts and prayers on higher things. And I'm going to wait for God to answer. And then God replies. And in, in the NIV, he says, write down the revelation to make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. You're like, what the? What? Who? What? Who's going to do what with it? And then, in the, but in the KJV, the King James Version, which is the true version, <laughs> glory, it says, if it was good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Readeth means reads, for those of you who are not down with the lingo. Uh, but the message, I love the way the message puts this. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. Make this thing plain and simple, right? This is what God comes back with. Uh, Habakkuk's like, God, you know, speak to me, lead me, guide me, tell me what you want me to do. What's my response? I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be waiting. I'm going to rise above the junk. I'm going to be patient and know that uh, there's an active waiting process that I'm seeking you as I'm waiting because you're working while I'm waiting, right? That's what's happening. And God comes back and he says, step one, write down your vision plain and simple. He says, step one, write it down. Make sense of it. Don't make it all super complicated and crazy and grandiose and huge. And he says, basically, write this thing down plain and simple. It's not rocket science. There's nothing hocus pocus about it. There's nothing mind splitting that you're like, oh my gosh, that's genius. He says, hey, write it down plain and simple. That's step one. Make your vision clear and concise, and plain. Make it to where you can understand it. I say this to people all the time. If you can't define it, you can't do it. And so it's almost as if God is saying that to Habakkuk here. He's saying, if you can't define this thing, you can't do it. And so many times when we're in like our early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, some of us late 30s and late 40s, we're saying, I'm going to do this in life. I'm going to do that in life. I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to accomplish that. And we come at it like, oh, it's going to be so awesome. And then the second you say, hey, how are you going to do that? Well, I mean, you know, I'm, it's going to be awesome. Uh, that's how I'm going to do it. It's going to be awesome. Guys, if you can't define it, you can't do it. We can have all these resolutions and all these dreams and all these aspirations. If you can't define it, you can't do it. God tells Habakkuk here, he says, write it down, plain and simple. Plain and simple. You know, you have conversations. I'm going to be an electrical engineer when I get out of high school, and it's going to be great. Cool, man. How are you going to do that? Like, well, what's an Well, I don't know. My uncle is an electrical engineer, and he drives a really cool car, and so I think I'm going to be, I'm going I'm to do that because I want a car like him. And it's like, really? You think that's going to get you to arrive at being an electrical engineer? You think that's, that's going to, I'm going to live my best life now. When I grow up, I'm going to be rich. Okay, cool. Yeah. How are you, how, how's that going to, how are you going to, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to just, you know, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be like super happy and, and have a lot of money. And that's what I'm going to do. Oh yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. And you guys have had these conversations, right? From like people who are like 18 to like 26, right? We, had the, many of you are in that phase right now. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. This is like kidney punches for you, isn't it? Oh man. Um, <laughs> but then you have conversations with people and they're like, you know, 
I'm going to be the best dad ever. And you're like, really? How are you going to do that? And then they come back and they say, listen, I'm going to have communication with my kids. I'm going to have camaraderie with my kids. I'm going to lead my kids. I'm going to spend time with my kids. I'm going to love my kids. I'm going to discipline my kids. I'm going to pour into my kids. And I'm going to guide my kids. It's going to be incredible. And I cannot wait. I'm going to put my kids before me. And you're sitting there going, yeah, okay. You know, I think you are going to be the best dad ever, right? It seems like you got it pretty well going for you. you. You're off to a good start. I'm going to have the greatest marriage. I'm going to have an incredible marriage. I'm going to have an incredible relationship. Yeah, well, how, how are you going to do that? Well, we're going to continue to have date nights no matter how long we're married, and we're going to find out each other's love languages and speak to that. And I'm saying, yeah, that's all cool, but here's the one that put the other person before you. So I'm going to put the other person before myself at all times. I'm going to build up and not tear down. I'm going to do all these things. And you're sitting there going, okay, yeah, I, I think you got a pretty good chance. You know, those are some good things. Those are some good things that are going to point you in the right direction. And so as we're kind of figuring out our personal vision and figuring out what God is trying to do in and through and around us and where God is leading us, we need to maybe write it down, plain and simple. We need to be able to define who we're trying to be and what we're trying to do. Because if you can't define it, you can't do it. If you have a hard time explaining it to someone, how are you actually going to make it happen? Right? Because it's a lot easier to talk about it than it is to actually do it. And if you can't even talk about it clearly, how are you going to do it clearly? And so God comes at Habakkuk and he says, write it down. And then he says, make it transferable, make it memorable, make it contagious, make it catchy. Right? Make it understandable where you can catch that thing on the fly. Someone walking by can be like, oh yeah, I know exactly what they got going on there. I know exactly where they're going. Make it that simple. And originally... He was in, in, in encouraging and instructing Habakkuk to make it, to write it down and to make it plain and simple because it was originally so that he could pass it down to future generations and they could know what the heck he was talking about, right? Because things could get so twisted because a lot of their stuff was oral traditions. He says, hey, take this and write it down and make it plain and simple so that future generations can be mobilized by the vision that I'm giving you. It was literally intended to mobilize the trajectory of entire people groups, that's how simple and basic this thing needs to be. For us, I feel like it makes it so it can be top of mind because, you know, one of the rules of being contagious is top of mind equals tip of tongue, right? It makes it in the forefront of our thinking. It makes it in the forefront of our process. And if it's in the top of mind, maybe we will actually do it. If it's easy enough to remember, then maybe we could potentially make some steps in making it happen. I mean, an example of doing this is, is, is here at Central Church. Right? If we had to break it down, bare bones, central church, what is our vision? What is our mission? What is our purpose? What are we all about? What is central church about? Bare bones basics that I would write on a, on a tablet to pass on to future generations that I would hope the person after me and the person after that and the person after that and the person after that who is in, who's, who's leading this church, I would hope that this vision would remain true and stand true is that we are called to love God and to love people. Boom. Mic drop. That's the vision. That's what God has called us to be. That's who God's called us to be. That's what God's called us to do. That's who we are. That's where we're going. That's our trajectory. Love God and love people. Well, Sam, that's easy. Yeah, I get that. It does break down, and we do get more systems behind it to make that happen, right? That's where we get our, our language that we use around here all the time. Everyone needed, everyone welcomed, everyone changed. It's a process that we hope to move people through. But all of that is part of love God, love people. 
And we talk about that in CC 101. We also talk about in CC 101 that we are called to create fully devoted followers of Christ. And that's one of our goals. That's one of our missions. That's one of the things we do. But that falls under the heading of love God and love people. If I had to pass this there, and, and you know what? They may do things differently. They may use different verbiage. They may use different tactics. But ultimately, the vision is love God, love people. We talk about it in CC 101 as well, the, the respond, relate, redefine, remake. And we, we're moving people through a discipleship process and an evangelism process and a salvation process. We talk about um, the one step closer ministry model where we're intentional about our um, atmospheres here at Central, our Sunday mornings, our youth group, our evangelism events, our outreach, our kids stuff, all that is super intentional. Yes, we have plans. Yes, we can define what we're trying to do because then maybe we can actually do it. We do everything on purpose, but the big picture vision that we would write down step one is saying, love God, love people. That's our focus. That's our driving force. That's who we are. That's where we're going. That's where we hope that our future generations will go, is to love God and love people. And then we fill in all the blanks of how, what that looks like within our context, within our time frame, within our culture. But how ultimately we're going to love God and love people. And so I feel like many of you this morning have been struggling just through conversations I've had, just through knowing people, knowing myself, knowing the community. I feel like many of us have been struggling with purpose, struggling with direction, struggling with calling, struggling with goals and resolutions and all these different things that we're trying to put together. And I believe today can be a day that we stop coasting. Today can be a day where we start getting intentional. You know, today can be a day where we stop floundering and, oh, man, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go and stop treading water and actually pick a direction and move in that direction? Stop pinballing from this idea to that idea and this job to that job and that career to that career to this life choice to that life choice and bing, bang, boom, boom, boom. Pinball is probably a bad analogy. Do they have those anymore? They do. Oh, it's like on a comeback, isn't it? It's like on a, it's full circle. Like, so you know what I'm saying? We're pinballing through life not with no clear vision of who has God called me to be. What has God designed for my life? And how do I chase after that clearly with laser focus? Rather, oh, I'm going to go do this. Oh, I'm going to go chase. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to. All the while, dancing all over the path that God has called us to travel. And so I believe today is the day that you can get specific. I think today is the day that you can get serious. Today is the day that you can get real. And today is the day that you can get moving. And so here's what we're going to do. When you came in, there should have been a card on your chairs. If not, there's one around you somewhere. If you want to grab that card and kind of look at it, as, as Davey comes up and, and is going to lead us in a, a closing song, here's what I want us to do. In Habakkuk, God doesn't come at Habakkuk and say, all right, here's the 30-step process and how this is all going to break down. You know, he doesn't say, here's, here's your life for the next 300 years for your people group, and let me just line it all out for it. No, Habakkuk comes at me and says, all right, step one. <laughs> step one, write it down. Step one, define it. Step one, make it basic, but get it in writing. Have an understanding of what's coming. Have an understanding of where God wants to lead you, of what God's going to do in, through, and around you. And so this morning, what I want you guys to do is where are you going to start What's your big picture vision? 
And just start for 2019 if you, if you need to. You can say big picture vision for my life. This is what I want to do next five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever. But for some of you, it may just be this year. What is my personal vision for this year? What do I feel like God has called me to focus on? What has God called me to do? Who has God called me to become this next year? And for some of you, you're just going to write one word on there. You know, one word. Some of you, your mind's, you're, you're a little more type A than the rest of us. Your mind's already working that way. You have bullet points with perfect indentions and everything, and you got it. This is your year. Boom, 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 boom. Some of you, you're grabbing all the extra cards around you because you're going to need more than one card. You know, you're, oh, I got, let me, right? But what I want you to do is I want us to take a few minutes this morning and kind of focus on that. You know, what is your personal vision for 2019? For some of you, it's just a word. Maybe you write the word leadership on there. God has called me to develop my leadership. Maybe it's leadership in your family. Maybe it's leadership at work, leadership with your friends, leadership in your marriage, leadership in whatever. Maybe God has called you and, and leadership is what you feel the Holy Spirit stirring up inside you. Maybe it's passion. Maybe it's right passion. Not what some of you are thinking. I'm talking pursuing your passions potentially over profit. Right? Not allowing dollar signs to dictate how I spend all my time. Not allowing dollar signs to dictate what I'm doing with my life, but maybe allowing passion to be part of the conversation. This year, I'm going to be laser-focused on pursuing passions and making that a priority in my life. Maybe you write family on your card. And maybe it's a time for you to spend focused on your immediate family. Maybe it's extended family. Maybe it's making your family more healthy and more strong. Or maybe it's repairing and reconciling broken family. And you're saying, that's what I feel like God has called me and my vision to be this year is to focus on that. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's being healthy. Maybe it's mental health. Maybe it's soul health. Maybe it's body health. Maybe it's relationship health. Maybe it's work-life balance health. But maybe it's finding health in your life, a healthy balance. Whatever it is, I want to encourage you to write it down and then post it somewhere where you can see it whether that be your mirror in the morning or your sock drawer or on your nightstand or tape it to your lampshade, something where you can see this thing and it reminds you consistently, this is what I'm called to do. This is who I'm called to be. This is where I'm heading this next year. This is what God is going to do in and through and around me this year. This is where I feel like God is leading. Because, I mean, imagine. Imagine if we were a group of people who were laser-focused on God's calling for us as individuals. Imagine if we were a people who were in tune, in step with the Holy Spirit, and we are laser-focused on what He's doing in, through, and around us. And then all these individuals who are laser-focused on what God is doing in them come together as a community, as a corporate gathering, as a church body, who are already individually laser-focused, and then we get together and rally behind the mission and vision that God has called this church to be. Imagine the impact that we can have. Imagine the things that we could do for the kingdom of God as a collective community behind the mission and vision that God gives us as a church. We could potentially change the world, like for real. But the reality is this, in order to change the world, first you have to change your world. In order to change the world, it starts with changing your world you getting laser focused on what God has called you to do, who God has called you to be. 
And so I want to give you guys a few minutes, an opportunity to do that. So if you grab those cards, you can go ahead and write it down. If you want to get super personal with it, you don't have to show anybody. You're not going to hand these in. I'm not going to stand up here and read them aloud or ask you to raise your hand and share with the class. This is for you. This is for you to focus. This is for you to narrow your focus and say, who is God calling me to be? What is God calling me to do? Where is God taking me over this next year? So spend a few minutes doing that, and then Davey's going to lead us in some worship. Let's pray together. God. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.